Good morning. If you can hear something in the background, it's my laundry going. I apologize. And that's my chair rolling. I was working on my blog this morning, and I thought I would just share that with our time together, during our time together. This is called State of the Heart. My alarm was set for 6 a.m., but my body had other ideas. I was wide awake at 5, and I began perusing my phone, preparing for a Bible study, checking emails, and scrolling through social media. You know, all the things. My feed consisted of the normal kid posts, prayer posts, inspirational posts, funny posts, sports posts, selfie posts, etc. But this morning, there were additional statuses I knew would appear. Posts about the leadership of our country, posts about the State of the Union address, posts from people on both sides of an aisle divided by the most treacherous, jagged fault line. But there were applause. Lots of applause. And those applause that brought both sides to their feet were not due to the state of the union. They were due to the state of the heart. Police officers, servicemen and women, grieving parents, empathetic children, motivated students, supportive spouses, etc. inspired a group of leaders who could barely exchange glances to rise up as one. Regardless of whether you thought our government officials should have stood more or less, whether the people highlighted should have been more varied or diverse, put that to the side for a moment. We as a people don't applaud the story itself. I think we've grown a bit cynical for that. And that, by the way, is sad. However, when we're given a glimpse of a beating heart, a sacrificial soul of another being made of flesh and blood, we're moved very few subjects that fall under the political and social agendas of our nation will encourage us to brave that jagged edge of reconciliation. We believe what we believe, and that is it. We're right. You're wrong. Done. Except we're not done. It's impossible for us to be done. Why? Because you can hate an agenda. You can hate a stance. You can hate a piece of legislation. You can hate the result of a vote. But can you hate a heart? Not so easy. When you take time to learn someone's story and peek behind this veil of cynical agenda, when you bend your ear to listen to words that express passion, when you peer into the eyes reflecting the soul of a person, you find that rare unicorn, common rock-solid ground. Love, unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. And that, my dear friends, inspires hope. So I'm examining my own heart today. Where am I? Am I loving God and loving others? Am I squinting past myself and seeing them, hearing them? I pray so. From 1 Corinthians the, <clears throat> chapter 13, the message. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Love never dies. 
Inspired speech will be over someday. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limit. We know only a portion of the truth, and what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompletes will be canceled. When I was an infant at my mother's breast, I gurgled and cooed like an infant. When I grew up, I left those infant ways for good. We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then, see it all as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly, and the best of the three is love. Y'all have a wonderful day.